twentieth day of the month. Love your enemies, do good, and lend, expecting nothing in return. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Luke 6, verses 35 through 36. The fifth beatitude, happy the merciful, they shall have mercy shown them. There is an engaging reciprocity about the gospel. Because God is merciful to us, we are to be merciful to others, even to our enemies, without expecting anything in return. Yet the fifth beatitude suggests that those who are merciful will in return receive yet more mercy. Is this a tit-for-tat business arrangement in which God forgives us only as much as we forgive others? Or is it like opening a rolled-up plastic bag? The more we open it, the more we can put into it, and the more we put into it, the more we open it becomes. It's not a matter of tit-for-tat, but rather of making increasingly available a capacity already there in potential. Ponder the potential for mercy God has given you. To what extent have you used it? How might you use it more effectively? To whom do you need to show mercy as a gift so that they may understand more fully God's gracious gift of forgiveness? Opening Prayer God of all mercies, to us you extend forgiveness and help again and again. Spare us from supposing either that your mercy is automatic or that we must earn or deserve it. Confront us with the mystery of your grace, which is beyond all human comprehension. Calls us to be merciful in your name, that those who see us may see beyond us and find you there. Through Christ, your mercy made flesh. Amen. Psalm 145, verses 1 through 9. I lift you high in praise, my God, O my King, and I'll bless your name into eternity. I'll bless you every day. I'll keep it up from now to eternity. God is magnificent. He can never be praised enough. There are no boundaries to his greatness. Generation after generation stands in awe of your work. Each one tells stories of your mighty acts. Your beauty and splendor have everyone talking. I compose songs on your wonders. Your marvelous doings are headline news. I could write a book full of the details of your greatness. The fame of your goodness spreads across the country. Your righteousness is on everyone's lips. God is all mercy and grace, not quick to anger, is rich in love. God is good to one and all. Everything he does is soaked through with grace. From the prophet Habakkuk, chapter 1, through the 11th verse of the second chapter. The oracle which Habakkuk the prophet saw. How long, O Lord, will I call for help, and you will not hear? I cry out to you, violence! yet you do not save. Why do you make me see iniquity and cause me to look on wickedness? Yes, destruction and violence are before me. Strife exists and contentions arises. Therefore the law is ignored and justice is never upheld. For the wicked surround the righteous. Therefore justice comes out perverted. Look among the nations. Observe. Be astonished. Wonder. Because I am doing something in your days. You would not believe if you were told. For behold, I am raising up the Chaldeans, that fierce and impetuous people who march throughout the earth to seize dwelling places which are not theirs. They are dreaded and feared. Their justice and authority originate with themselves. Their horses are swifter than leopards and keener than wolves in the evening. Their horsemen come galloping. Their horsemen come from afar. They fly like an eagle swooping down to devour. 
All of them come for violence. Their horde of faces moves forward. They collect captives like sand. They mock at kings, and rulers are a laughing matter to them. They laugh at every fortress and heap up rubble to capture it. Then they will sweep through like the wind and pass on. But they will be held guilty, those whose strength is their God. Are you not from everlasting, O Lord, my God, my Holy One? We will not die. You, O Lord, have appointed them to judge, and you, O Rock, have established them to correct. Your eyes are too pure to approve evil, and you cannot look on wickedness with favor. Why do you look with favor on those who deal treacherously? Why are you silent when the wicked swallow up those more righteous than they? Why have you made men like the fish of the sea, like creeping things without a ruler over them? The Chaldeans bring all of them up with a hook, drag them away with their net, and gather them together in their fishing net. Therefore they rejoice and are glad. Therefore they offer a sacrifice to their net and burn incense to their fishing net, because through these things their catch is large and their food is plentiful. Will they therefore empty their net? and continuously slay nations without sparing? I will stand on my guard post and station myself on the rampart, and I will keep watch to see what he will speak to me, and how I may reply when I am reproved. Then the Lord answered me and said, Record the visions and inscribe it on tablets, that the one who reads it may run. For the vision is yet for the appointed time. It hastens toward the goal and will not fail. Though it tarries, wait for it. For it will certainly come, it will not delay. Behold, as for the proud one, his soul is not right within, but the righteous will live by his faith. Furthermore, wine betrays the haughty man, so that he does not stay at home. He enlarges his appetite like shoal, and he is like death, never satisfied. He also gathers to himself all nations and collects to himself all people. Will not all of these take up a taunt song against him, even mockery and insinuations against him, and say, Woe to him who increases what is not his? For how long? And make himself rich with loans. Will not your creditors rise up suddenly and those who collect from you awaken? Indeed, you will become plunder for them because you have looted many nations. All the remainder of the people will loot you because of human bloodshed and violence done to the land, to the town and all its inhabitants. Woe to him who gets evil gain for his house to put his nest on high to be delivered from the hand of a calamity. You have devised a shameful thing for your house by cutting off many people. So you are sinning against yourself. Surely the stone will cry out from the wall, and the rafter will answer it from the framework. From the book of James, chapter 2, verses 14 through 26. What use is it, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but he has no works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is without clothing and in need of daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, be warmed and be filled, and yet you do not give them what is necessary for their body, what use is that? Even so faith, if it has no works, is dead, being by itself. But someone may well say, You have faith and I have works, show me your faith without the works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one, you do well, the demons also believe and shudder. But are you willing to recognize, you foolish fellow, that faith without works is useless? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up Isaac, his son, on the altar? You see that faith was working with his works, and as a result of the works, faith was perfected, and the scripture was fulfilled, which says, And Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned to him as righteous, and he was called the friend of God. You see that a man is justified by works and not by faith alone. In the same way, was not Rahab the harlot also justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out by another way? For just as the body without the spirit is dead, 
so also faith without works is dead. From the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 16, verses 19 through 31. Now there was a rich man, and he habitually dressed in purple and fine linen, joyously living in splendor every day. And a poor man named Lazarus was laid at his gate, covered with sores, and longing to be fed with the crumbs which were falling from the rich man's table. Besides, even the dogs were coming and licking his sores. Now the poor man died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom, and the rich man also died and was buried. In Hades he lifted up his eyes, being in torment, and saw Abraham far away and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried out and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus so that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool off my tongue, for I am in agony in this flame. But Abraham said, Child, remember that during your life you received your good things, and likewise Lazarus bad things, but now he is being comforted here, and you are in agony. Besides all this, between us and you there is a great chasm fixed, so that those who wish to come over from here to you will not be able, and that none may cross over from there to us. And he said, Then I beg you, Father, that you send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, in order that he may warn them, so that they will not also come to this place of torment. But Abraham said, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. But he said, No, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. But he said to them, If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be persuaded even if someone rises from the dead. These are the readings of the words of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Monday's Prayer Remember, O Lord, all for whom we prayed while gathered yesterday in public worship. Teach us how best we may serve them with deeds of love and kindness. Forgive us for any whom we neglected in prayer. Help us to open our hearts to the needs of all. Grant that what you taught us to do we may both ponder and perform. We bless you for the signs of your love revealed in bread and cup. By these gifts grant us not only hope until we gather at the heavenly banquet, but also graciousness that we may share with others among us the fruits of this earth. If anyone made a profession of faith, baptism, confirmation, or reaffirmation, please lift up their name at this time. Make firm and steadfast the faith of those who yesterday made covenant promises in the midst of the congregation, that they may be worthy disciples. Remind us continuously to keep the promises we have made to them as sisters and brothers in Christ Jesus. Bind into one company of hope and one community of service all that you have made and redeemed by the sacrificial life and death of Jesus, our risen Lord. Amen. A prayer from the Methodist Handbook for 2023 by Sally Rush, a local preacher in the Wimbledon circuit. Lord, we come before you with sadness, joy, fear, and hope. We pray for the people and experiences within the patchwork of cities, boroughs, towns, and suburbs that make up London. We pray for those in our capital who have wealth but lack time and community, and those who have time and community but lack economic resources. We pray for those who have large homes but wrestle with addictions within them, 
We pray for those who live on the streets and wrestle with similar addictions. We pray for those with power who work in London's famous landmarks and those who feel powerless living within the shadows of those buildings. Lord, meet all those in London where they are. Amen. The Lord's Prayer, Current Ecumenical Text Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen.